The Yankees are playing the Texas Rangers this week, which means it's time for a crossover. Bryce Patterick of Locked On Rangers joins us here at Locked On Yankees, and we preview the series this weekend. Bryce tells us all about how the Rangers are doing. I talk with Bryce about how the Yankees are doing. And of course, we talk about Joey Gallo because we always do that when Bryce is on the show. All of that is next on Locked On Yankees. You are Locked On Yankees, your daily New York Yankees podcast, part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. Locked on Yankees, and we're part of the Locked on Podcast Network, your team every day. Thank you once again for making us your first listen every day. I'm your host, Stacey Gotsoulias. You can find us on Apple, Odyssey, Spotify, Stitcher, YouTube, and if you have a smart device, tell it to play podcast Locked on Yankees. So it's a series preview with Bryce Patrick of Locked On Rangers. We recorded this Wednesday before Wednesday night's loss to the Blue Jays. So just so you know, that's why some of the conversation was about the winning streaks, because at that point, the Yankees still had one. So it's a fun conversation, and we're going to get right into it. You are locked onto the Texas Rangers and locked onto the New York Yankees. I'm your locked on Rangers host, Bryce Patrick, a crippling addict of Texas Rangers baseball since 2010. That is Stace Gotsoulias, host of Locked On Yankees. If you're not already, go ahead and follow us on Twitter at Bryce Patrick, at Stace Guts, at Locked On Rangers, and at Locked On Yankees. Locked On underscore Yankees. Nope, Just... Locked On Yankees, all one word. We made it oh, easy. <laughs> heck yeah, heck yeah. Makes it much easier. And thank you all so much for making us your first listen every single day. And please go ahead and subscribe on YouTube where I am hoping to break 1,000 before the All-Star break. We'll see. We are crawling closer towards 800. But we're here to talk about two teams that are... Well, we were recording this on Wednesday before our Wednesday games. So this is just when it worked. We could have recorded much later, but I will be watching more Star Wars, because it is Star Wars, May the 4th day. Happy Star Wars Day to those of you who observe. Stace, do you observe? Star Wars was the first movie I saw, summer of 77, when it was Star Wars, not A New Hope. So, um, you know, I, I don't watch every single Star Wars thing, but I make it a point to at least see the movies once in the theater. And actually, the three, four, last four movies are the only movies I've seen in a theater since 2006. So... <laughs> Oh my gosh, wow. Yeah. Well, I don't like people, so I don't like going to the movies. But Star no. Wars, I feel like you have to see it on the big screen. So It is something special to see it on the big screen. I think it was also my first movie in theaters. Uh, not not the first one. Um, no, prequel, was, right? One of the yeah, prequels? Prequel, yeah, prequel. Prequels, I'm pretty sure that was my first <laughs> one in the theater. But um, yeah, we're here to talk about So It's a great day because both of our teams are actually doing well after a rough first first week to the season. It was real rough uh, for both of us. Uh, I don't know about the first actual week, but there was some rough parts for the Yankees. So as we're recording this, the Rangers have a four-game winning streak. The Yankees have an 11-game winning streak. So it could be a five-game winning streak versus an 11-game winning streak. There are no ties, so one of those streaks will be broken maybe tonight as we're recording this or maybe on Friday. But what has been going so well for the Yankees right now? When the offense isn't hitting... The pitching is keeping the opponent from not scoring. The defense is preventing the opposition from scoring, and it gives the offense enough time 
to score in the later innings, which is what happened last night. I said before Tuesday night's game that the key to beating Alec Manoa, because he's so good, is to get past him and get into the Blue Jays' bullpen, which is what the Yankees did. (laughs) Um, So during games where they're not scoring 12 runs, 10 runs, 6 runs, and they're only scoring 3, the pitching has really been the key for the Yankees all season. And from the starters to the bullpen, it's just amazing what these guys are doing. And, you know, guys that you don't expect or people don't talk them up that much, like Clay Holmes, when he came over to the Yankees, people were like, who is this dude? (laughs) Michael King has come out of nowhere to be dominant and just incredible. And then you have the usual suspects. Aroldis Chapman, for all the crap that I give him, he had that one bad outing, but he didn't have any dings to his ERA because... Um, I can't remember who came in after him. They ended the game before anyone scored. So his ERA is zero right now. Oh my gosh. That's so, freaking nuts. Yeah. It's it's really the pitching. The pitching really helped them when the offense was sputtering. But I will say, Abby and I had a show where we talked about how bad the offense was. And they haven't lost since. <laughs> so. <laughs> so it's, it's all you. So it is. It's all, it's all me. Um, so there are four. Wait, hold on. Let's see. We've got a bunch of pitcher, Yankees pitchers, relievers, with a sub-1 ERA. you got Aroldis Chapman with a 0 ERA. Clay Holmes, you talked about, a 0.75 ERA. Michael King, 0.61. And then, oh, Clark Schmidt sucks, 1.08. Yeah, Just right. missed the cutoff. Right. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, My Michael goodness. King's ERA was 0.69. Uh, nice. Cu- yes, a couple days ago. And I believe his career ERA was 4. Four two zero at the same time. So oh people my were gosh! Going wow. nuts about that. So yeah, uh, both the funny numbers. But uh, you know, yes, I, I, we've gone five minutes in this podcast, which is five minutes too long for me to not bring up my large adult adopted son. The son, the state took him away. My Rangers were not taking good enough care of him. They wanted to send him to a, a nice farm upstate, uh, and that farm upstate was the New York Yankees. And I noticed he did not have a very good start to the season. He started to turn around, and someone did something to my son's groin. What did they do to his groin? Is he okay? Does he need he's, help? He's been out, I think, this, if he's not in the lineup tonight, it'll be his third game that he's missed. And it was just when he was starting to get things going. And I said after he hit his first home run that number two would come a lot quicker than number one because it took till when uh april 26th i believe is when he hit the home run and then he hit it the next night (laughs) number two (laughs) and you know i would take a one for four with a home run three nights a week from joey Gallo all season that'd be great but yeah the the groin injury was at the most inopportune time because he was starting to look better at the plate and he's just that type of guy that he you know he's gonna strike out, but you know Aaron Judge strikes out a lot too. You don't hear people. Thank you, about it every thank, five you. thank you, thank <laughs> you. I mean, come on. I said this on during a show last week. I was going through Aaron Judge's um, career because he turned thirty, so I was going through all the numbers. And on in 2017, when he won uh, Rookie of the Year and should have won MVP, <clears throat> he led the league in home runs and strikeouts. <laughs> he had 208 <laughs> strikeouts, 52 home runs. I mean, you know, that's just the kind of players they are. But, you yeah, know, I like Joey Gallo. He has a lot of fun with his new teammates. You know, they gave him the silent treatment after his first home run. I was so mad. States, I was so mad watching that. I was like, this man has been ridiculed, berated, absolutely, like, 
turned into the devil and they're not going to jump up and celebrate with this man. How dare they? But he has, I have seen him say very nice things about the clubhouse, which feels like it's almost half Rangers. I said this on my show a few weeks ago, but if the Yankees take one more player, one more Rangers player that I like, I'm going to turn into a freaking supervillain because you have four of them now. I don't know if, I don't think Ronald Guzman has been up in the big leagues yet, but Mm -hmm. he is still there and he's being given a chance. We have three on the major league roster in Joey, in Jose Trevino and IKF, who I love IKF a lot. But I have to make fun of him for being a total dork the second he signed with the Yankees. He's like, oh, this is, I'm so happy to shave my face. This is such a clean cut. Or it's, it's all the dork. Like, I am I am legit happy for him. But he's also being a little bit of a dork about it. What have been your first impressions of my, my two other uh, now adopted sons? The state has taken away a lot of my kids. Yeah, um, I like IKF. He had a bit of a rough start, but, you know, he grew up a Yankee fan. And, you know. Didn't they I- all? I know, but he has actual pictures of himself in the right field bleachers at the old stadium. That's hardcore. I mean, if you're sitting there as a kid, yeah. Um, (laughs) I didn't even like sitting in the right field bleachers at the old stadium when I was an adult. I avoided it as much as possible. Um, You know, he had a bit of a rough start, but, you know, he seems to hit the ball in timely situations. He's not going to crush the ball. And I told Yankee fans that. I said, but if he hits the ball consistently... And he gets up in big spots and hits a single and scores a run. And, you know, his defense is solid. That's, like I said earlier, the defense is really helping them mm-hmm. prevent runs from scoring, which is yeah. what you want and what they didn't do last season. So, yeah, I like IKF. Trevino, I haven't seen enough of him, but I like the way he works behind the plate. I think it's pretty funny that he came over and almost immediately became garrett cole's personal catcher even though they won't say that <laughs> we'll see this weekend <laughs> see. but don't be surprised if you see him behind the plate when cole's pitching <laughs> yeah i mean with ikf like he has literally like on the 20 to 80 scale for power it's 20 it's right it's not like half of his home runs are into the crawford boxes uh in in houston and He's had such a weird career. I don't know how much Yankees fans know. I'm sure there's been a lot written about how, like, he was, like, three years ago was a catcher. Like, that's what they're trying to do, something to just get him in there. He has He's always had really great, like, contact. He's not going to strike out a whole bunch. He's going to put together pretty smart at-bats. But, like, they just couldn't find a position for him. They're like, okay, we're going to start you every day at third base. This is just where you're going to be. And he turned into the best defensive third baseman in baseball for that season. He was incredible. And then they gave him the shortstop job. I'm like, all right. Well, let's see. Let's see if you can do something. And uh, he turned into one of the best defensive shortstops in baseball. Like, there's a lot of value in that. And if you do one thing well, like, he worked his freaking butt off. Like, he worked so hard to do that because literally going from, like, being a catcher, playing a bunch of different positions, he'd always played, like, infield defense well, but they finally gave him a spot. And I am happy that he's getting his spot because, like, once the Raiders signed Marcus Simeon and Corey Seager and, well, their top prospect, Josh Young, was before he had an injury that you know derailed his entire season the thought was uh you know ikf is going to play third and then we'll see what happens to him after that because it's going to be josh young's team i also feel kind of bad for him because uh rangers manager chris woodward said like the first call after the lockout was ikf and say yep the third base job is yours and boom like the next freaking day he's traded to minnesota for like five minutes and then he's yeah (laughs) (laughs) yeah just as long as I don't have to see Gleyber Torres at short, I am thrilled. <laughs> He's so much better at second. 
He he bats better when he's playing second. I don't want to see him at shortstop. So IKF, love you. <laughs> yeah, for sure. Uh, one last thing, I gotta ask how Anthony Rizzo became like this absolute monster masher. Is tied? <laughs> I think he's tied for the 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 major league baseball lead in home runs with nine. And I'm saying that Aaron Judge is on there too. What has gotten into Anthony Rizzo? I mean, he's always been a good hitter, but like this is like, dang, dude. To be fair, the three home runs he hit that one night were Yankee Stadium home runs. But, you know, the opposing team has the same wall to go over. You know, you guys can hit that short porch also. So, you know, it's not like they move the fences back when the opposition is batting. (laughs) But, um, yeah, I said that I felt like Rizzo was the MVP offensively for April. Although Judge picked it up at the very end of April and into May. But I would say he was the offense's... MVP just from what he was doing and you know he's good at first too I mean last night Wandy Peralta surprised the hell out of him and Alejandro Kirk and (laughs) picked him off at first and you could tell that Anthony Rizzo wasn't expecting that throw but he got it and he put the quick tag on it was pretty funny I was like oh okay because I don't think Luke Voigt would have done that no offense to Luke Voigt Um, (laughs) but yeah no Rizzo's been a nice not a surprise because Anthony Rizzo's a good player but I just feel like he's doing Another a lot better level. than I thought he was going to do. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. For sure. There are definitely high expectations there. And uh, and we talked a little about Jose Trevino and, and how good he was. And I thought he was going to make the Rangers opening day roster. But but someone else, Jonah Heim, has been absolutely crushing it for the Rangers. We'll get into a little bit of, of who on the Rangers has been absolutely crushing it and very much not so far. But I'm, and you know, Yankees fans, they like to say a lot about 27 rings. But if you want to get yourself 27 rings or someone special, 27 ring or just one ring you know you only have to get one ring you know there's one place to go it's bluenile.com it is the best place for everyday jewelry if you're like me and you don't know much about jewelry uh that's that's me i don't know much about jewelry you can get something for your mom mother's day is coming up you can get something special for her some everyday fine jewelry if you don't know what you're doing bluenile.com they've got all kinds of different reps that are available 24 7 through phone or if you don't like talking on the phone because you're a millennial you like just doing a little chat They've got that option for you as well. So you can go check it out. They've got all kinds of great stuff. So go to the website. This Mother's Day, give mom something she'll treasure forever with fine jewelry from BlueNile.com. And locked on listeners get $50 off $500. This podcast exclusive is only good through Mother's Day, which is coming up Sunday. It's Sunday. Don't forget it. It's, it's coming up in two days. So take advantage of this offer. Use code Locked On. Plus, every order is insured, ships free, and arrives in discreet packaging that won't give away what's inside. You can shop stress-free and find your forever piece. Go to BlueNile.com today. Thank y'all so much for making Locked On Rangers and Locked On Yankees your first listen every single day. Now, for your next listen, check out the Locked On Now podcast. It's got recaps of MLB games with analysis from our local experts, including us. That's us. Taking fans through the season like no other network. It's free and available wherever you get your podcasts. I would like to correct you on one thing. Uh-huh. It's 26 rings and a pocket watch. What's what's the pocket watch? <laughs> that was the, the first year they had. Oh. They gave a, they gave the players a pocket watch. <laughs> well, that's amazing. I guess rings weren't a thing <laughs> in 1923. <laughs> I, I, guess, I guess. I guess not. Yeah. <laughs> so rate. Rang's culture originated in what 1927? Yeah, I I don't know (laughs) why or how that happened, but apparently yes. Well, that's good to know. The Rangers don't have any of them, uh, unless you 
also subscribe to my fictitious world where the Rangers won the 2011 World Series. It's a much nicer world to live in. It's one less ring for those stupid Cardinals. <laughs> <laughs> oh yeah. <sighs> So, see, what what are your thoughts? What what do you what do you want to know about about this Rangers team? They're definitely a weird team from an outside of perspective. But uh, what's got you curious about this team that is going to snap and well, give the Ra- give the Yankees a losing streak? That's what right. has been your what's the biggest surprise for you when you look at how the team's doing right now, as opposed to what you thought they'd be doing when the season started? So. There's a couple of things. Uh, the main surprise is uh, is not a good one. It's Marcus Simeon. He is, does not have a home run yet. Like, I don't know how. Well, I, I do know how. It's because those stupid baseballs have been dejuiced and filled with, you know, mud and clay and whatever. He's had three or four that probably should have gone out. M- maybe two or three, if I'm being generous. But he has not hit the ball particularly well. He has looked a little shaken defensively. I think there might be something to the fact that, like, he has been a prove-it, prove-it, prove-it guy. He's played for the freaking A's. He's played for no money. He took a one-year prove-it deal last year and had the best season any second baseman's ever had. And, yeah. like, now he's got a seven-year contract that he's got to live up to to go be a contender to help turn around this team that lost 100 games the first time since the 70s. So... That's not been great. Corey Seager's been, like, up and down. I don't know. Everybody on this lineup has been up and down. But the best, like, good surprise has been Jonah freaking Heim, who has been incredible. He is tied for third with his team in home runs with three. He's hitting 364 on base of 475 and slugging 697 in 11 games. They basically put Mitch Garver, like, as DH when he's not catching, which is great because his bat's way too valuable to this lineup to not be in there every day. Um... But the starting pitching, I, I knew it was going to be bad, but like, it looks like Taylor Hearn might have lost his spot in the rotation after what was his best outing of the season, which is very upsetting. Uh, Glenn Otto is going to be in there, part of the Joey Gallo trade. The other two parts have not been doing as well, so I can't like just flex on the Yankees fans and, and drag them. But I do think they're going to be really good. Josh Smith was so incredible in spring training that he nearly made the Rangers roster out of camp, even though he'd never been above double-A. He'd only just barely been to double-A. So... They haven't had the greatest start of the season. I've liked what I've seen from Ezekiel Duran when I've seen him in Frisco, but the last couple weeks have been pretty rough for him. But, you know, this Rangers team's in a weird place right now. They're going for, you know, middle of the pack, but this has been a very mixed bag start to the season. Yeah. I mean, sometimes it takes a little bit for teams to get going. You know, uh, the Yankees have certainly had seasons where their Aprils are not the best, you know, where... (laughs) They start off a little slow, and you're just like, what is going on? And then they pick things up. Uh, this April is not like that. <laughs> <laughs> April into May was not like that at all. Um, you know, it's just really strange sitting here right now. They've had streaks like this the last three seasons, and I, I didn't expect this. <laughs> I, it, no. No, not at all. Um, again... It started after I complained about how bad the offense was. I mean, we literally, on our thumbnail for YouTube, the Yankees' offense is bad. That's what we put for our video on YouTube. And the next day, or that day, that night, because they played the Guardians, they swept them. Then the Orioles, they swept them. Then the Royals, they swept them. And now they're, you know, they've won the first two against the Blue Jays. Because I know a lot of people were kind of like, ah, well. You know, they played the Guardians, the uh, Orioles and Royals, big deal. But they went into Toronto 
and Mm -hmm. have shut them down. Toronto's only scored three runs against the Yankees' insane pitching for now. So good lord. Uh, yeah, I've I've seen how good that Toronto team was. The Rangers started their season against them, and uh, <laughs> outside of the first inning where things are going really well, uh, as soon as what I started talking, what were you doing? Crap, what were you thinking? You know, I've thinking? forgotten what it's like to cheer for a team that doesn't suck completely. I was so <laughs> happy. I was brought so much joy. For Yankees fans who don't know, I started talking a lot of trash after the Rangers went up like two nothing or like four nothing in the first couple innings, and I was like, "Yes, this is it. Everything's fixed. Brad Miller's gonna be amazing. He's gonna win MVP. You know, Mitch Garver's gonna hit a home run every freaking game, and it's all gonna be beautiful." And uh, yeah, no, the Rangers blew that lead and lost two out of their first three there. <laughs> <laughs> and somehow the only game that they won was the one that uh, Spencer Howard was the starting pitcher for, and he gave up like. I don't know, it felt like 17 home runs in that game. It wasn't 17, but it was several in a very short outing. But I don't know, this Rangers team is a real mixed bag. The The bullpen was horrendous to start the season. The last couple of weeks, it's been, like, excellent. Their advanced numbers are kind of, like, all over the place. So I don't really know if it's legit. I like a lot of the guys. Brock Burke has been fantastic out of the pen. Absolutely fantastic. It was a guy who the Rangers got in the Jerks and Profar trade. Which I don't know if you knew, but the the Rays were somehow involved in that. I don't know why. I still don't know why or how. In the end, um, but he was a starting pitcher, and then in uh, 2020, he had shoulder surgery and was out the whole year. And I was like, okay, well, shoulder surgery can completely derail a career. And then last year, he was horrible. He was just straight up horrible. And I thought, okay, well, that's the end of Brock Burke, which really freaking sucks because I really liked him. And then this year comes into spring training and looks amazing, absolutely amazing. And I thought he might actually break camp in the Rangers rotation. And I still think he might end up cracking the rotation with Taylor Hearn moving out. But, like, he's been one of the better relievers in baseball. He's pitched in eight games, 14 innings, and struck out 21. Like, his strikeout numbers are ridiculous. So, he's been a revelation. Joe Barlow has been really good. Um, But the starting rotation is, I need John Gray to be healthy. Glenn Otto's here for now. I didn't expect it. Dane Dunning just had an amazing start. And Martin Perez, excuse me, Martin Perez, we, as Rangers fans, we were pronouncing that wrong for the entire first six seasons of his career, and then he comes back, and he's like, hey, this is actually how you're supposed to say my name. So, super embarrassing for all of us. But yeah, he's looked much, much better. So, I don't know. This is a weird team. I need Marcus Simeon to kind of start to put it together. I think he will. I just need him to just, like, just chill out. Like, it's fine. You'll be yeah. fine, dude. You're a really good baseball player. Right. And good play- good players, you know, figure out a way to hit and get consistent he'll be fine it's still mm-hmm. it's still really early i keep saying that on my show it's like it's still so early and so many things can change mm-hmm. you know teams that are being teams that look really crappy right now could turn things around on a dime and do really well um but that's the beauty of baseball because the season is so long you never know what's going to happen i know i like my baseball brain is is all messed up of like how to like rationally analyze a team especially when with like any expectations because like there was last year which absolutely destroyed me um thank god that the astros didn't win the world series or i, I might have literally given up sports uh, there was 2020 which was you know 60 games so literally one bad month it's not the end of the world it literally is like the rangers right. were thinking about contending and grabbing one of those 37 wild card or wild card spots and then the whole you know grand slam fiasco happened and they finished getting the second overall pick 2019 feels like 18 bazillion years ago there's been a pandemic there's been a 99 day lockout like my baseball brain just doesn't know how to rationally process this sport anymore that i've watched for 
basically my whole life. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Our next partner has a product I use literally every day. I started taking AG1 because I'm not a big vitamin person. I don't like swallowing pills, but I don't mind drinking something that tastes great. And that's what AG1 does. I've been on it for nearly two months. I take it before breakfast. I take it before working out. I love that it has a mild taste and I actually look forward to it every morning. So what is AG1? With one delicious scoop, you're absorbing 75 high quality vitamins, minerals, whole foods, source superfoods, probiotics, and adoptogens to help you start your day off right. This special blend of ingredients supports your gut health, nervous system, immune system, energy, recovery, focus, and aging. All the things that I really need. And to make it easy, Athletic Greens is going to give you one free year supply of immune-supporting vitamin D and five free travel packs with your first purchase. All you need to do is visit athleticgreens.com MLB network. Again, that's athleticgreens.com MLB network to take ownership of your health and pick up the ultimate daily nutritional insurance. Did you all know that betonline.net is your number one source for all your betting stats and sports info? And you can find the latest sports developments, league reviews, and news, including this year's basketball playoffs. They've been kind of crazy. I did. I did know that. Uh, yeah. That's pretty yeah. cool. Yeah. The uh, start of the baseball season, the Yankees World Series odds have changed a lot in the last month, uh, <laughs> by the way. And this weekend's run, run to the roses with the Kentucky Derby is back. How exciting. BetOnline is your continued source for all your sports wagering information from live betting to playoffs, esports, and more. Head to the website today or use your mobile device to learn more about the trends in action. BetOnline, where the game starts. It is where the game starts. And, you know, I think these games, I'm hoping that both these teams win tonight and so we could go in with winning streaks of a dozen and half a dozen, wait, five, I don't know, several games on the line. I'm bad at math, and counting counts as math before you make fun of me. Um, but I'm curious, how how has this start to the season affected your your thoughts, your expectations on the Yankees. I'm sure you had like playoff or bust because that's kind of where this team is right now. Is like their window is open right now, and they've got some older players on some big contracts, and it's like this is it. I thought their window would be open a little bit longer with like you know Clayver Torres and some of the other young guys that like hadn't panned out quite as well. But like it seems like this is it next like this year, next year, maybe the year after that. But like, yeah, has it affected how you think they're going to do? Well, the start has been surprising. You know, like I said, they're 18 and 6 right now. Their mm -hmm. first 24, which I didn't expect that. You know, usually they kind of start off slow in April. Not awful, but just slow. And, you know, it takes a while for them to get going. And, you know, last year they had a lot of trouble with bad teams, which is what kept them from winning the division, what kept them from getting home field advantage in the wild card game what made it so they were you know it took till the last effing minute of the season for them to even make the wild card and eliminate you know toronto and, and the mariners from it i mean there could have been like a three-way tie um which that's just real shame that we missed out on that because that would have been a lot of fun no it's not for other um, fans not for yankees fans but for yeah the no not for us but for everyone else <laughs> yes um but this year like i said guardians Orioles, Royals. Those are three teams the Yankees should beat, and they did beat rather handily. And that's what they need to do. You need to beat the bad teams, and you need to beat the good teams. And they're doing that against Toronto right now. So 
Yeah, if they stay healthy. Um, I don't want to jinx anything right now, but <laughs> I'm just really shocked. I'm shocked that they're starting off this well. It's great. I love it right now. But as I keep saying, it's really early. Um, you know, even though this start matches other teams that have made and won the World Series. There are other teams that have started at 18 and 6, like the 98 Yankees. Um, let's see, 98-32, I think 1932. It's like, it's it's so strange. And actually, the team that started the best in their first 24 games, the 2003 team went 20 and 4. And that was the year they played their first game in Toronto, March 31st, and that Ken Huckabee dum-dum separated Derek Jeter's shoulder and Derek Jeter missed like the first six weeks of the 2003 season and when he got hurt we were all like oh god and then <laughs> they went nuts in April and May and yeah so again baseball it's just you can't really predict it I know John Sterling likes to say you can't predict baseball Susan but it really it's true <laughs> you never know how things are gonna go I mean you know the Yankees could end this winning streak tonight and then go on a losing streak like they did last year but I'm hoping that they don't do the roller coaster. I, I can't do the roller coaster anymore, guys. You have to stop. I can't. I'm too old for it. I can't do it anymore. I, I want more the, consistency. I think the thing that's most surprising to me is looking at the starting rotation and how well they've done. That was the main reason why I, I picked Boston because I kind of trusted their like you know number one. Obviously, I think Garrett Cole is, is better than Chris Sale. Um, I don't know if both of them are at their peak. They're both incredibly disgusting, nasty, amazing. Um, but, like, two through four, for some reason, I trusted Boston's starting pitching a little bit more. But it seems like Jameson Tyon has been fantastic. You know, Jordan Montgomery has been really good. Nestor Cortez has a sub one-and-a-half ERA and an amazing mustache. I'm, I'm, not, I'm not sure, but I, I think the mustache might be why he's doing so well. Oh, I said that. I, I threatened his life on one of my shows and said <laughs> that he should not ever shave that mustache. Ever. It's, it's giving him some sort of... Pitching powers, I don't understand. Um, you know, because he doesn't throw the ball particularly hard. He has a strange wind-up. He likes doing crazy things on the mound, and he makes guys look foolish. And he's just been amazing. And, yeah, you mentioned Jordan Montgomery. Poor kid can never get run support. Uh, you know, the Yankees spotted him two runs the other night, and then he gave up two runs immediately. <laughs> um <laughs> But then there are other times, you know, there was a there was a, a spell, like people like to say, a month and a half last season where the Yankees did not give him run support, and th this guy pitched his butt off, and they just were not scoring for him. I, we like to call him Jacob Montgomery, like Jacob Degrom, because it's the same kind of thing. Like the Yankees just don't like scoring for him, and I'm sure some of those nights where the Yankees are scoring like 12 runs, 10 runs, Jordan Montgomery sitting save in the dugout going, save it. Guys, hello. Why can't you do this for me? What is up? You know, Luis Severino had a bit of a rough outing his last start. Um, you know, and then the last inning he looked better. You know, and he's coming back from injury. And with him, you never know what's going to happen. But yet, Jamison Tyone has been a revelation. I didn't think he was going to be back in time because of his ankle surgery. Because he had that weird ankle injury at the end of last year. Mm -hmm. And he's been amazing so far. And he's the pitcher that the Yankees thought they were getting when they got him last year so 
Yeah. You know, everyone joked about the rotation being Garrett Cole and other guys, and all these guys so far are stepping up. You know, yeah. Nestor Cortez, truth be told, has been the Yankees' ace so far. No offense to Cole, but Cole's Ooh. ERA is three. <gasps> Just How kidding. How terrible. How <laughs> terrible. But, you know, you mentioned the Yankees needing to beat bad teams, and I'm, I'm curious, from your perspective, where do you put this Rangers team? Do you expect them to be, like, what do you think of them? Obviously, they have kind of a mixed bag at start. But they spent, you know, a, a lot of money. They turned into the Yankees this offseason, spending more money than them. And getting two guys who, frankly, the Yankees look like they, they probably could have used. Um, are you, are you yeah. looking at this team as, like, bottom feeder or, like, contender or, you know, somewhere in the middle? I would say right now they're somewhere in the middle. You know, uh, I think if guys start stepping up a bit, they might be a contender. Um you know, I feel like you were talking about Simeon not really doing much. And it's like, yeah, he'll probably start doing stuff against the Yankees this weekend. <laughs> <I really laughs> because you so. said that. <laughs> um, yeah. I don't know. I think it's too early. I don't think they're a bottom feeder. You know, I don't see them as like, no offense, the Orioles. Um, <laughs> <laughs> or even the Royals, you know. Um, or the frickin' Reds, my goodness. Oh, poor Jeff. Poor Jeff. Oh, my poor God. Poor Jeff. <laughs> I had no idea that they were that bad. and then I, I didn't either. Yeah, and then I saw their record, like, two nights ago, and I thought, it's bad. is that right? And then it's... I looked, and whoa. Yeah. I mean, how do you, how do you watch baseball? Like, uh, if you uh, go into every game pretty much thinking, yeah, they're not going to win this. <laughs> uh, I can tell you, it's not fun. I did it last year. It's not fun. And I will I take... haven't had that since 1990. It's been a while. I know. It's been, like, forever since the Yankees even had, like, a losing record. I'm like, you freaking spoiled jerks. It's not fair. You need... I know. And Yankee, play... Yankee fans are the first people to complain about things. Like, ah, oh, they were so bad in 2013 and 2014. I'm like, they were still over 500. And in the playoff race, at least until September, <laughs> it wasn't like they were out in June. So what are you talking about? And I say it all the time. Don't want it to happen now. And it won't. The Yankees won't ever have a true rebuild. But I wish that some of these kids, and I'm saying that because I'm old, uh, would experience a season like 1990 because I experienced it and it was terrible. And I feel like some of these brats need to feel something like that. But not yet. Maybe 2026 or 2027. Somewhere around there. <laughs> somewhere not around yet. there when uh, when Joey Gallo is back on the Rangers and winning World Series is for them. Um, <laughs> hoping. Hoping and praying that uh, the poor Yankees are too poor to afford to pay both of their corner outfielders who are going to be uh, on on the free agency block uh, this off season. So we'll see if I can bring my large son home and people can stop yelling at me for shoehorning him into nearly every episode, even though he's not even on the team anymore. And I can have an excuse to shoehorn him in to every episode. I'll be like, look, he's here. He's doing things. He's back. He missed us. Me specifically, of course. Yeah. <laughs> Well, Stace, this has been a lot of fun. Um, you want to you wanna do predictions so we can both look dumb and, and predicting the absolutely the wrong thing? Um, I'll, I'll go first in making my prediction. I predict the Rangers will snap the streak, they'll win the first one, and the Yankees will uh, bludgeon them in the next two. <laughs> <laughs> I can see the Yankees winning two out of three. Wait, why did I say Glenn Otto is the one who's starting on Friday? I think Glenn Otto gets his revenge game because look at you, you traded me. And then, of course, the two pitchers that I'm feeling pretty good about right now in uh, Dane Dunning and uh, John Gray are going to be the ones going on Saturday and Sunday. But no, I'm calling it the Glenn Otto revenge game 
on Friday, and then uh, less good, but hard-fought battles, I think, in, in Saturday and Sunday's games. Yeah, I could say two out of three for the Yankees. Um, you know, I would never predict a sweep against anyone because sweeping is really hard. People don't realize that. <laughs> Even against the bad teams, like, it's really hard. Yeah, yeah. Well, this will be a lot of fun. Hopefully we'll have some winning streaks on the line. Glenn Otto to snap him in the Yankees, probably start off another one. And uh, Joey Gallo's going to heal up nice and well to hit home runs against me and uh, make me happy and sad at the same time. Saints, it's been an absolute pleasure. Very much looking forward to this weekend. And, uh, yeah, go go Yankees after the series. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, it'll be fun. Now, remember, if the Rangers do have a big lead at any point don't gloat until the game is over i learned my lesson i learned it the hard way i'm not gonna gloat until the season's over like that i'm just <laughs> just holding off on any gloating whatsoever except for specific at pads that's it yeah. that's all i got if marcus simeon hits his first home run i don't care if they're down 30 and that makes it 30 to 1 like i will gloat quite a bit because that guy deserves it and hopefully I mean, you said it, so uh, maybe maybe you will gift him his first home run of the season. <laughs> Thanks, y'all, so much for listening and making us your first listen every single day. Now, go make Locked On MLB Paul Francis Sullivan. Please call him, Sully. He takes you through the major leagues, both past and present, gives you his unique perspective on baseball. It's free and available wherever you get your podcast. On, I guess, on Monday's show, I guess we'll both probably be talking about this series and a, a wild and fun one. going to be a lot of fun. Stacy, thank you so much for joining me. So I hope you enjoyed that crossover and make sure you tune in for Friday's episode because Abby is coming back. I won't be by myself. How exciting. So until then, we'll talk to you tomorrow.